Welcome to Domain Masters, the longest running podcast where we teach you to be the master of your domain. Master of your domain. We discuss domains from many different perspectives, including the legal rights of owners and trademark holders, domain values, and monetization strategies. We show you how to utilize domains to drive traffic to your business so you can gain favorable search engine rankings. We discuss power tools of the trade with the power players of the industry every week right here on Domain Mastered. Hi, welcome to Domain Masters, hosted by NameJet. We're your hosts, Scott Pruitt and Jonathan Tenenbaum. I'm Scott. And I'm Jonathan. And here at Domain Masters, our goal is to help teach you how to become the master of your domains. Domain names are one of the most important aspects of any website, critical to online business, and provide a great opportunity to invest and make money on the web. So here on the show, we provide all sorts of information on domains and domaining. We bring on some of the greatest minds in the industry to the program, covering things like new top-level domains, domain valuations, monetization, legal issues, and a ton of other domain name-related topics. And for those of you who are not familiar with NameJet, we are the leading domain name auction platform, helping businesses and investors bid on exclusive expiring and premium domain names through our award-winning backorder and auction system. Since our launch in 2007, we have processed more than 200,000 domain auctions on our platform, and we are currently auctioning about 10,000 domains per month. That's right, and we'll be letting everybody know about all the things we have going on. Domain Masters is intended to help you make money domaining. We've got some great auctions and inventory that can be a part of that, so we'll definitely make sure everybody knows what's happening on NameJet. Yep, and we have a special guest with us today, Staten Hammock. Staten is the Vice President of Business and Legal Affairs at RightSide, formerly Enom. Staten is chiefly responsible for guiding the company on business, legal, and policy matters related to its new registry operations, which have launched more than 35 new t- generic top-level domains to the market. Prior to joining Demand Media, Staten served as general counsel for Media.net, a leading contextual and advertising company. Yep, and before that, Staten spent five years with Network Solutions as senior director of law and policy, where he provided legal and strategic business advice related to Internet governance, protection of intellectual property rights, maintaining data security and privacy, and compliance with ICANN policies related to the provisioning, registration, sale, and use of domain names. It's also worth mentioning that Stat is the uh, general counsel of NameJet and an an all-around great guy. So, Staten, happy to have you here on the program, and uh, welcome to the show. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Jonathan. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, absolutely, man. And and happy to have you here, and we're definitely going to talk about a lot of... uh, different legal uh, topics. So I think it's also worth mentioning that to the audience that although Staten is a practicing attorney, nothing that he nothing that he says on the show or myself or Scott is in, intended to be construed as legal advice of any kind. So I think it's worth definitely putting that disclaimer out there. So, uh, you know, just want everybody to be aware of that. So, uh, so yeah. So, Scott, you want to get us started? Sure, Staten. Tell us a little bit about how you got into the domain space to begin with. Well, it all started at Network Solutions, where I uh, happened upon a great opportunity to join the legal team there uh, back in 2006 and uh, had to jump into the pool and learn, learn domaining from the very first domain name registrar uh, that existed and, uh, and cut my teeth on, on contracts and deals and policies and uh, processes related to the domain name industry. And uh, I've loved it ever since. Uh, there was a period of time you read in my bio uh, that I was general counsel doing uh, another uh, type of work, although related to the online industry, but I uh, had to get back into domains. Uh, this is an exciting time to, to be involved in the domain name industry with the new GTLD program uh, launching. And so um, 
I'm in with all the enthusiasm I can muster. <laughs> Great. No, absolutely. And I mean, obviously, based on your history and experience, I mean, you've been around for a while and have definitely seen it evolve and grow. And, and like you said, I mean, this is no question. This is an exciting time to be in the space. So, um, so yeah, so just to jump right into it, to talk about the legal rights of, of domains and domain owners. So, um, and, and I think this is probably a, a good starting point is when we talk about the legal rights of domains, what are they comprised of? What I, I think a lot of people are probably not really familiar with what legal rights they have when they register a domain. So can you, can you speak to that a little bit? Uh, absolutely, Jonathan. Well, contrary to what some people may believe, you don't really have a whole lot of rights in a domain name. Remember, <laughs> a domain name is not property. It, you don't have a property interest in a domain name. You don't have, um, uh, it's not tangible. Uh, all you have is a right to use a string of numbers or letters uh, pursuant to a contract that every registrant has with the registrar uh, from whom they, they purchase the domain name. So uh, your control and your rights stem from that contract that you have with registrars. So obviously it would be good for you to actually read what those terms and conditions are and what that registration agreement says with respect to the domain name that you register. Um, most, most registration agreements uh, from registrar to registrar uh, say pretty much the, contain the, pretty much the same type of provisions. Um, but uh, it would be good to take a look at what the terms are with respect to um, uh, payment terms, expiration terms, deletion, suspension, um, all of those things that could affect your use of a domain name. Yeah, no, and I think that's a really interesting point. And, uh, you know, it's something that we've talked about, too, on, on the show about the importance of because the domain name is really tied to the registrar that you ultimately register the name with, I mean, you really want to make sure that you utilize a reputable company that is knows what they're doing, not just from a large sort of business standpoint, but from a compliance and policy standpoint and a process standpoint. So, um, but yeah, I mean, reading the fine print, I mean, to it's, you know, I know, you know, I don't think anyone's going to ru- run off and go read 30 pages of terms and conditions, but I do think you're absolutely right. And having been somebody that spent time drafting and revising and reviewing those exact terms, um, you know, it's important to know what your rights are with respect to, you know, what you're spending money on, because obviously there's a lot of money in the space. There's a lot of value in domains. And although maybe they aren't necessarily an asset or property by definition, I mean, the contract rights in and to a domain registration do provide you with, you know, rights and value. So, you know, so when we talk about what, so, so instead of talking about what it isn't, Let's talk about what it is or what, what it does give you. So when you have these, these contract rights governed by these terms and conditions, I mean, so what rights are involved with domains? So uh, intellectual property, I mean, what, you know, like we said, you know, I've said a couple times it's a contract, right? What, what about that? Like what, what rights do you have? Sure. So even though uh, your rights to use the string of letters or numbers is subject to contract, uh, courts have found that there are um, other rights that, that, inure to you uh, as a registrant. And as you mentioned, um, intellectual property rights is one of those. So if you use a domain name in connection with goods or services that you provide, then you can get a trademark in a domain name. And that obviously will give you, um, you know, rights to uh, prevent others from using that name and give you some exclusive use to that uh, domain name as well. 
Um, so there, there are other rights that you can get through, um, through, through, through law, through other laws. Sure. Um, also, uh, bankruptcy courts have acknowledged um, that domain names uh, are can be considered assets, like any other tangible asset, for purposes of bankruptcy proceedings. So, if you have a portfolio of domain names um, uh, that uh, are sub that become uh, and you are you are in bankruptcy proceedings, the bankruptcy court can look at that. Uh, portfolio as an asset that you have and consider those um, like tangible property for purposes of bankruptcy proceedings. Sure. And, yeah, and, not, and, and, and maintain those co- contracts with the registrar during those proceedings, which is... Yeah, no, I think that's a great point. And uh, you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, tangible or even intangible assets, depending on how it's defined in the particular jurisdiction. You know, we've got an auction that we currently have running on the platform now, which is pursuant to court order of the uh, one of the federal districts in Central in, California. In Central Cal, yeah, Central District of California, where um, one party has the is we're basically auctioning a, a number of really great domains, filet mignon. This is a little early for the shameless plug, but um, <laughs> you know, we are auctioning like filetmignon.com, which is an incredible name, and wagusteaks.com, and and things like that, which is all part of this auction where. The, sounds uh, delicious. <laughs> absolutely, it definitely sounds good. Is it too early for? Is it too early for uh, for steak? The um, uh, but yeah. So you know, without question, I think that's a really really interesting point. It does show that you know the value and the ability to uh, to to utilize domains, you know, as a well, like I said, tangible and tangible, just some uh, some kind of an asset class, even if it's not the traditional, um, you know, fall under the traditional definition of property. So. And I think that's, um, you know, so that brings up an interesting point. You talk about trademarks and some of the intellectual property rights around domain names. So it probably goes both ways, right? I mean, it's not just the enforcing your own rights, but then you probably also have to be careful not to infringe on others' rights with respect to some of the domains that you register, right? I mean, I mean, should domainers be doing trademark searches before they buy domains? I mean, how should they be approaching that kind of thing? Um well, I think it's it's prudent practice to to do a little research uh, on trademarks um, before you're looking to to purchase a domain name, especially if you're you're going to be investing significant dollar amounts. Um, an easy way to do that is to go on the U.S. Patent Trademark Office site uh, and do a quick uh, you know down and dirty trademark search. It's very easy to do. You just do a boolean search and type in. Uh, a word and see if there's any registered trademarks there. Sure. And if you do, you know, that may give you pause um, whether you, you might want to proceed or not. Now, this is where I would suggest if you see something in a, in a you know, trademark search that uh, does give you pause, you should consult with your uh, attorney to see if, you know, there's, uh, there's going to be a problem there because uh, in trademark law, there's a, there's a chance of something becoming or a court finding um, substantial or uh, confusingly similar trademarks um, if they're in the same course or channel of trade. But if you're offering services that are in a completely different channel of trade than what the trademark is, there may not actually be a conflict uh, with that with that mark uh, because your use in commerce is is so different from from what the other registered trademark holder is using that mark for in terms of its class of goods and services. So. Um, there is a lot to consider there, but um, I think it, it's it's prudent, as I said, for some for um, investors to do a little due diligence on on names before they buy them. 
Sure. Great advice. All right. Well, with that, we're going to go to a break. Um, you're listening to Domain Masters uh, with Jonathan, Scott, and Staten Hammock, our special guest, and we'll be right back. Domain Masters will be back after this short break. Stay tuned. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Paywin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. The Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at InternetMarketingNinjas.com. We're back with more Domain Masters, where we teach you to be the master of your domain. Master of your domain. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. All right, welcome back to Domain Masters, hosted by Namejet. Uh, we're your hosts, Jonathan and Scott, and we're here with our special guest, Staten Hammock of Brightside. And uh, we were just talking about uh, trademark issues around domain names and whether or not domain investors should, should do some of their due diligence when it comes to investing in domains. And I think Staten provided some great advice um, in that you really should. I mean, some of that is just common sense, but I think it also... You know, uh, some of the other guidance was really just to check out the the minimum, maybe the 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 U.S. Patent and Trademark Office's website, which is USPTO.gov, and do a quick trademark search if you are concerned about you know potentially infringing on on a trademark. Um, you know, I, I think it goes to kind of again, sort of in that common sense lane about 
you know, if you're trying to register something that you think could be infringing on a big brand that's pretty obvious, Microsoft or some of these others, like you, know, you kind of know better. I think Staten made a great point before the break about how you know you've got different uses for different terms. So just because something might be registered, if your use, the intended use is different, if it's a different class of goods and services, um, it you know it may not be trademark infringement. It's not an all-encompassing. Just because a term is trademarked, it means you can't register a domain or you can't utilize it. So I thought that was a really, really good point. So, and uh, just to kind of keep it along that same line. So I mean, because in that case, we're talking about cyber squatting there, and you know, I think for what, in you know, to the benefit of the audience, that you want to talk a little bit about what cyber squatting is and what not to do. Absolutely, I'd be happy to. So. Cyber squatting is simply the registering of a domain name with the intent to profit from a trademark owner's um, uh, goodwill or value that they have in that trademark. So uh, if you're registering a trademark or a series of words that matches a trademark that's known and registered um, uh, with the intent to drive traffic or uh, get traffic related to that uh, company's goods and services, then, then that is cyber squatter. That is a bad faith intent to um, profit from the value that that trademark holders uh, has. And, and in the United States, there is the ACPA, the Anti-Cyber Squatting Protection Act, which, uh, in addition to the Lanham Act, makes it illegal to do that practice, right? right. Um, but um, just because uh, uh, a complaint for cyber squatting has been brought against a uh, uh, registrant, it doesn't mean that's a slam dunk case. There's, like any case, um, there could be nuanced facts that you know would fall in, would would favor the registrant and not the brand holder. The brand holder has to prove bad faith that you intended to um, that a registrant intended to profit from the mark, and that's not always easy to do. Sure. Um, sometimes people register domain names because they don't know that it's a trademark. And so they have no bad faith intent to profit from from a from a trademark. So uh, if if a um, trademark owner cannot prove that, then then they can't win uh, a cyber squatting case. So um, it does go to the intent of why you registered the domain name and what your intended purpose is. Yeah, no, and I think that's a great point. And um, I, you know, I think some of the rules of thumb when just having conversations with folks in the space about, you know, one of the things that comes up a lot is what about typos, you know? And I think that, you know, our my position, again, not legal advice by any means, but, you know, I think kind of the rule of thumb I try to follow or suggest is that, you know, typos of big brands that are pretty obvious trademarks, again, Microsoft with two Fs or something, you know, is something you want to avoid. But, you know, a typo of a generic like term or keyword or something like that, um, you know, there's really not much wrong with that. I mean, it's not, people can't necessarily trademark generic terms. Um, so, you know, in, in that case, you know, a typo wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing. In fact, you may get a bunch of traffic from a pretty common misspelling of a generic term. Would you, would you agree with that? Uh, I would generally. Yes. Uh, as, as, as you know, Jonathan, a generic word, it actually can be trademarked, but um, it's a weak mark, as we say in the in in the law. It's 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 hard to to prosecute and hard to defend. 
if uh, your your trademark is a common word because there's it could be used in lots of different contexts if it's, yep. if it's a generic term. And so your rights to that mark uh, are weakened by the fact that it is a generic. And you know, trying to enforce cyber squatting or try to make a claim for cyber squatting or type of squatting is that much more difficult for that for that trademark owner who owns a generic term rather than yep. something that we call distinctive. Uh, distinctive marks are the strongest trademarks you can have. So, yes, uh, a typo of a generic word probably uh, not going to be a problem, um, but it depends upon the word. It's a case by case thing. Hey, Staten, real quick, um, just to pivot and kind of change the subject a little bit and talk about domain hijacking. We know that it's uh, starting to become a bigger problem uh, where a person has a domain registered, they wake up one morning and they find out that they've lost control of that domain and it's gone to someone else. How does this occur and what can domain uh, owners and registrants do to protect themselves from having their domain names hijacked? I'm, I'm glad you, you raised this issue, Scott, because it is a big problem and we see it a lot here at enom and name.com, our registrars. Uh, daily, there are names that are hijacked from, from accounts or I should say weekly, um, and uh, we do everything we can to, to get it back. Um, how it's done, um, it varies, right? There are a lot of clever ways uh, bad guys have figured out how to socially engineer um, getting password information from registrant accounts and, and impersonating the registrants and then you know making the transfer requests and getting the names done. That's That's probably how it's um, most frequently done um, at, at Enom and Name. You know, we're we're instituting two-factor authentication for some of these account for registrant accounts. We're going to be implementing that soon to to make them more secure and and um, you know hopefully deter you know bad actors from hijacking accounts. If it happens to you as a registrant, obviously the first thing to do is is to notify your registrar. Uh, registrars, you know, often. Or, or regularly work with each other to get names back if uh, both registrars are the, are um, uh, pretty clear on the facts and circumstances of the of the hijacking. If it seems pretty obvious, a registrar will just simply turn it back to the other registrar. If that's not uh, happening, though, with your registrar, you can ask the registrar to go through the transfer dispute resolution proceeding, which ICANN has mandated. Uh, registrars follow, and that's a process between registrars where um, you file with uh, the registry operator or with an appeal panel to get the name back from a registrar who's not willing to give it back for whatever reasons that they have, and they may have some good reasons for not returning the name to the to the um, other account. But uh, that is a, that is an avenue uh, that's available to registrants, and we do that for our registrants uh, from time to time. File what's called a request for enforcement, submit an affidavit and other information uh, showing the, 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 that the transfer was uh, illegal and uh, get the name back for our customer. So then for the registrant, it should, what they should do is contact their original registrar regardless of whether or not the domain has been transferred to another registrar and start the proceedings that way? Correct, Scott, yes. There's also other legal remedies they can take. They can, you know, file a lawsuit in a court of jurisdiction, competent jurisdiction, and proceed that way. But 
I probably would suggest first working through the registrar from whom you bought the domain name and see what they can do to get it back on your behalf. Yeah, no, I think that's that's great advice, and I think it makes a lot of sense. I mean, you know, once and, and yeah, I can imagine the panic. I mean, I've seen it because having been, you know, on kind of in similar shoes to your stat when uh, you know you have a customer who has a whole bunch of domains and you know they're tied to their business or their high value domains as part of their portfolio, and they you know get hijacked through no fault of their own. I mean, the panic sets in, and then it becomes a you know, it, it, you know, I think timing is also a key piece. You know, it's it, keep an eye on your portfolio. I know some of these guys have so many names, but, you know, you really need to keep not just have the proper, um, you know, safeguards in place. I think two-factor authentication is, is, is a great tool um, and, you know, that's, you know, either available or will be available soon with, like you said, like your registrars as well as the other ones that are the, you know, the reputable ones. And the ones that provide, you know, the, the the really legitimate services and that kind of thing, but you know, also being able to catch it in time. I mean, ICANN has some rules preventing transfers within some, you know, sixty days following a, a transfer a transfer of a domain, which is also helpful in safeguarding against domain hijacking. But you know, the further you get away from when the name is actually hijacked, it gets can get even trickier and trickier to try to. Or more expensive, I guess, right? I mean, so timing, the sooner you recognize it and act, the better, right? I mean, I think that's, uh, right, I mean, that would make sense. Yes, absolutely. Watch watch your accounts, check on them periodically, make sure there's no uh, suspicious activity happening. Yep. Yeah, no, I think that's great advice. And uh, with that, we'll jump into our second commercial break. And when we come back, we'll be here on Domain Masters, hosted by NameJet, with our special guest, Staten Hammock. Domain Masters will be back after this short break. Stay tuned. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Introducing Rumble, the smart mobile management system, the first end-to-end mobile platform where you can make real-time app modifications from a point-and-click dashboard. Want to change the design of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the ad map of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the content mix of your app? Point click, and it's live in real time. Power your mobile business with Rumble. Are you ready to rumble? Visit www.rumble.me. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat 
by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. We're back with more Domain Masters, where we teach you to be the master of your domain. Master of your domain. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. All right, we're back here on Domain Masters, hosted by Namejet with your hosts, Jonathan and Scott. And we've got our special guest with us, Staten Hammock. And we were just talking about domain hijacking and uh, some of the issues around that and what domainers and, well, just any registrants in general should be doing in order to protect their valuable uh, domain names, because again, whether it's tied to a business or whether it's part of a portfolio, um, you know, domain names have a lot of value, and you want to make sure that you do what you can to protect against that kind of stuff. So, now our third segment's a little bit of a shorter one, so uh, I don't want to run out of time here. So, one thing I'd like to actually jump into, Stat, um, and I think this is pretty cool having you on here because although it's not so much a legal issue related to domains, but Rightside has a few legal-related new GTLDs, dot .attorney and dot .lawyer, um, and I know that's your thing. So I definitely want to talk about that a little bit. I mean, um, so it kind of is one of those sort of covers a couple of bases here. Um, how, how is that? Uh, you want to speak to that a little bit and talk about how that's going and, and how attorneys and are uh, you know adopting and utilizing the new GTLDs? Great. I would love a question like that. Anytime I have an opportunity <laughs> to talk about uh, what we're doing at Right Side, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely take that opportunity up. So thanks for mentioning it. Um, yeah, as, as you mentioned right, uh, at the beginning of the, of the show, Right Side is a registry operator as well as a registrar. We're what we're called a vertically integrated registry and registrar. So we sell domain names and we also have our own top level domain names. We have 35 currently and are acquiring uh, more and more uh, over time. And um, and uh, two of our pop- more popular ones are in the legal space, uh, .attorney and .lawyer. We've seen a great deal of success uh, from those verticals with attorneys and uh, buying .attorney and .lawyer and, and you know, branding themselves online by you know, pointing those domain names to their LinkedIn page or their professional bio page at their law firm or, or wherever they're, they're practicing um, their legal services. So we're really pleased about that. If you look at the right side portfolio of names, you know we have a lot of domain names that are on the vertical uh, um, professional uh, segmentation. Yep. We have uh, .engineer and .dentist as well as .attorney and .lawyer and .actor. We think those resonate uh, very well with consumers. You know, consumers feel like they want to, you know, brand themselves online or create an online identity and. And so we see a great deal of success um, uh, with those vertical TLDs, as well as you know the fun ones we have like .ninja and .rocks, which yeah. have been uh, also really good, more generic and fun uh, TLDs. So we're 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 really pleased at what we we're seeing so far in terms of our um, our consumer uptake and attention to them, and uh, hope it continues. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you know. Being a recovering lawyer, I mean, you know, I've gone through trying to find a domain name that, you know, ma- that made sense for even just, you know, side practice or what have you, or even at 
some of the firms that I was at early in in my career. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just like anything, I guess, with the new GTLDs. I mean, it's the option to be able to to get names that really you know are either just better, higher quality stuff, more tied to who you are, what you're doing, your business, your space. And you know, just the you know the the cost to get a .dot com or even a .dot net in some cases is you know so high for some of these things that I even think we saw Jacksonville .dot lawyer or Jacksonville .dot attorney being used by some somebody local here in Jacksonville. So I thought that That's was right. pretty, yeah. So I thought that was really cool to see see yeah, one the, in the, ge- the geographic terms plus attorney and lawyer are 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 usually uh, in our premium and platinum category because they. Okay. Are pretty valuable to me. Cool. All right. Well, no, I think that's good stuff. And uh, so, yeah, we've only got a couple more minutes here. So I think, uh, Scott, you want to jump in with a final question? Sure thing. Uh, Staten, just we like to ask this of all of our guests uh, when we get down towards the end is what uh, tips or tricks would you like to share with our audience, some of your uh, secret sauce or things that you might not hear anywhere else? Well, um, I think one thing I mentioned uh, is, you know, I think it's uh, great if you're a domain uh, domain investor to um, to you know do a little due diligence before you you know invest money in in the names that you're looking at. Uh, do a little trademark search. I think that's valuable, even if even if you just do the online search that I mentioned without paying an attorney or having an attorney. Um, you know, I think is valuable to just see what's out there related to that. That domain, and yeah. it, it could it, it could also help you in your valuation of it, whether you think it's more or less valuable than what you're what you're seeing it being offered, or what you're prepared to pay if you're at auction and that sort of thing. So that's obviously one you know tip. Um, um, work with your registrars if you have a problem. Yeah. Um, you know, don't be afraid to call customer support and service and and explain you know that you're seeing some suspicious activity or your name's not there or you don't know what it is. You know, we have a 10-person compliance department here at Enom that, you know, takes calls from our customers to make sure that, you know, they have everything locked down. And if there's a problem, we can jump right on it and try to get a name back that's been hijacked. So uh, don't don't wait any don't wait long if you see some suspicious activity. Call your registrar. Um, obviously, would be my uh, another tip. And um, probably the the final thing would be. Um, would be looking at the new GTLD options right now. I mean, for many domain investors, they've they spent um, you know a good bit of their uh, investment on, in the .dot com space and the .dot net space. And while uh, it's really early to see how GTLDs will be valued after market, uh, I think there's some real potential there for some really good names that are going to have value um, going forward. So. Um, yeah, no, I think that that's that's all really, really great stuff, and that's good, man. Thank you so much. And uh, you know, I think the the thing about doing the due diligence, going to the uh, you know the patent and trademark office's website, I think is a really good one. You don't necessarily need to to hire an attorney, but um, you know, I think that kind of stuff will give you some insight as to whether you should you know, how you might want to value something if you should be somewhat reserved or it might even, you know, for some folks, I mean, because, you know, a lot of the domainers will spend time investigating in different places, domain tools and Estabot and, you know, and everybody kind of has a lot of, you know, their own process to see about the age of domains and, and try to get other ways to value domains. But, 
you know, this also could potentially provide even, you know, uh, another way to get a sense of what a domain might be worth, if there are any red flags, or even if there might be some options by way of identifying end users to potentially sell a name to that you could get your hands on and, you know, want to be careful not to buy a name and then turn around and try to kind of sell something to somebody in violation of their trademark. I mean, so that's something you got to be careful about. But, you know, especially when you look at some of these more generic terms, you know, could really give you a sense of, you know, some other sort of people out there who have interests in these types of names and whatnot that could also even provide some additional leads. So I think um so I think that's 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 you know really good advice and definitely really helpful. So Absolutely. yeah man. Yeah so overall thanks a lot Stat. Really, really happy to have you on the show today. I think you provided a ton of great information and this was really definitely in line with what our listeners, you know, want to hear about and should be should be aware of. So Yep. Well thank you Jonathan and Scott for having me. It's been my pleasure. Yeah man. Great. Well it's great having you on Staten and um Great information that you've shared with us, and we're going to jump into the shameless plug section right, of our uh, program where Jonathan is going to list all of the hot things going on at Namejet. Well, yeah, and uh, you know, with that said, we've got a ton of stuff going on at Namejet right now, and we couldn't possibly, even with an hour, talk about all the great inventory that we have, but... The, uh, just to talk about some of the stuff, we've got some great three-character domains that are currently available on the platform. We've got res.com, which is rez.com, exx.com, veo.com, and keo.com. So those are some really high-value three-character names that are going to do well. We're really excited to list those. We've got those stake domains as part of that court-ordered auction that we talked about earlier, filetmignon.com, dryagedstakes.com, and wagustakes.com, and a bunch of others. So... Definitely want to check those out. We've got some great numerics um, that are currently available on the platform, 1463.com, 1443.com, 4782.com, and a ton of those. So a lot of really great four-character.coms that you're not going to find elsewhere. Uh, we've also got a ton of five-character.net names that are like really great that we've got on the site, 33777.net. 70777.net, 1331.net. So we've got some really good stuff there, too, so you definitely want to check that out. And then a ton of other premium stuff that I'll rattle off really quick, but paidoff.com, aristocracy.com, luckyshop.com, allinclusivetravel.com, sportsgadgets.com, dailylottery.com, salonfinder.com, dessertrecipes.com, italianrestaurants.com. I mean... Yeah, it's it's really cool. We've got a lot of great, great inventory and uh, definitely worth checking out. So make sure you get over to the website and uh, and take a look at those. Plus, we're going to be running, talking about new GTLDs. We'll be running some dot voting premium auctions shortly with the, uh, you know, we have a lot of candidates that recently have been announcing their candidacy for the U.S. presidency. And uh, timing-wise, I think it's great. We've got a few that are related to that as well as some other stuff. And, uh, you know, so that's a new GTLD that we've, that uh, is really cool. And we've got some premium stuff that we'll be listing shortly. So definitely check it out. And uh, so that's the plug. That's the, the plug. plug. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. You can also email us at radio at namejet.com where we look to answer any questions that you have here on our radio show. And also feel free to suggest topics for us to explore. Also, don't forget the um, domain conference is coming up. In September in Fort Lauderdale, if you haven't registered, go ahead and go, go over to the domainconference.club, not .com, dot .club, club yeah. and uh, go ahead and get registered for that. Uh, if you're in the domain space, you definitely don't want to miss it. Yep, absolutely. So, all right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening, and thanks again to Staten Hammock for being with us on the show today. And please be sure to tune in next time to Domain Masters on Webmaster Radio, where we help you become the master of your domains. We air on Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, and you can also subscribe via iHeartRadio, 
iTunes, Stitcher, or the Webmaster Radio app for iOS and Android. Thanks so much, and we'll talk to you all again soon. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.